Don't fear failure. I mean, we learn from failure. Everything that we do that's worth doing in life involves failure. I mean, we don't win all the time. And the more we lose, the more we learn how to do better. This is The Gently Mad, a show where I talk to and pick the brains of the smartest people running creative online businesses. Actually, not so much. If you're looking for that inspirational kick in the pants to help take your life and career to the next level, then this is probably not the place for you. To be perfectly honest, this podcast is about me. Hey, I'm Adam Clark and I'm your host. Thanks for listening. I do talk to people on this show, but instead of that double rainbow of success BS that you'll get in most entrepreneurial shows, we talk about failure, self-doubt, and all the insecurities that we all have that keep us from doing much of anything with our lives. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then head over to avclark.com slash TGM and subscribe. Any actionable advice or helpful tips are simply a byproduct and purely unintentional. What is up, my friends? Welcome to The Freak Show. This is The Gently Mad. I'm Adam Clark. Thanks for listening. I think this episode is aptly uh, named The Freak Show because my guest today is Chris Brogan, who is the author of a new book called The Freak Shall Inherit the Earth. And uh, he's kind of known for talking about freaks. Now, he, he, he defines what that means within his writing and everything, but still, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant book title name. And uh, you, can, you can check it out on his site chrisbrogan.com on which chris's main headline says you can't own your business until you own your life and we spent a lot of time talking about that concept on this episode i say a lot of time this was a brief interview this was one of the shorter ones um this is actually one of the first interviews i recorded months and months ago when i started recording interviews for a different show that ended up evolving into what the gently mad is now so it's a little bit different than the the typical conversations you may have become used to but i had the opportunity to talk to chris kind of right out of the gate and so i took it i jumped right on that opportunity as it were and short conversation but i think a great one and and chris has a lot of wisdom when it comes to life and business without the bullshit which is what this show is all about and uh, some particularly interesting parts to me were, were his thoughts on life and business and how those two are inextricably intertwined. You know, there's there's a lot on the Internet about life, work, balance and separating the two and all that. And, and one of Chris's kind of tenets is that you can't separate the two. They are they're just by nature uh, intertwined with each other and, and that that's OK. And, and there's actually. Uh, uh, reasons why that's a good thing. And, and we talked about that in the episode. I don't want to spoil it too much. So that's all I'm going to say. It was a good conversation. Look forward to getting to it here in a minute. Before we do, um, I want to announce uh, the winner of Seth Godin's, the copy of Seth Godin's new book, What to Do When It's Your Turn. Normally, I will do this on Mondays, but uh, Monday was a little bit of a different episode because I was sick, and so I, I didn't do it then. So I'm doing it today, but normally this will be announced on Monday, just so you know. So uh, uh, the winner the winner of that book is Jay Talman. Yeah, I was about to read his email address, which probably isn't a good idea here on the air. He may not want me to do that. Or her. 
I'm not sure who Jay Talman is, but Jay Talman, if you're listening, you'll be getting an email from me with uh, some information so that I can send you your copy of Seth's book. So uh, thanks for everyone who was part of last week's contest. The whole deal with these giveaways, I'm going to stop calling it contest. I'm going to call it a giveaway is, is getting, you know, it, it helps me out because I get a review for the show and uh, um, subscription to the show, etc. But make sure that when you do leave me the review that you put your your name in there. Uh, that helps me know who it is that I can that I need to reach out to. Uh, it's hard just by an email address to associate an email address with a review in iTunes because your email address is not necessarily your iTunes username. So. Um, I've had a little bit of difficulty associating those things. So in the future, if you're going to take part in these things, then make sure you leave your name in the review. This week's giveaway is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And Monday, I actually read a sample chapter from that book, which was just, it's incredible. I'm almost done with it, but it's its kind of blown my mind. And, and speaking of reading books, uh, here's a tip for all of you out there who are in this content business, who want to be podcasters or writers or bloggers or whatever. For a long time, I've struggled with content ideas. You know, where am I going to come up with content? I feel like I've got like four good articles in me a year and that's it. The rest of the time I'm dry. And that's because, you know, those four times a year I'm inspired. I have something to say and it just flows out of me. The rest of the time I'm not really inspired and it's work to sit down and think of something to say. But I've noticed that as I've started, you know, I used to be a voracious reader from the time I was a kid all the way through college. I I wanted to be a writer. Reading was my favorite thing to do. I read all the time. But something happened after college when I started starting businesses and I got married and had kids and had a family. I just I stopped reading. I stopped reading pretty much anything. And, and that was also around the time of the rise of Facebook and social media. And I think uh, that was part of it too, is that I found myself just reading shit, stupid shit on the internet rather than actually reading books. And over the last month or so, I've just started to schedule time into my day for reading. And it's been amazing. I'll, I'll tell you that it's been absolutely fucking amazing. Like, if you start reading, I guarantee you, you will not run out of things to talk about or to write about. Uh, it has been so helpful in that regard because it just spikes uh, my brain in a way. It's like a it's like a shot of whiskey to my brain. It just you know, boom, like ideas start coming out all over the place, and that and that actually makes sense. You know, if you're not taking in anything, your output is going to be pretty poor probably. So quick tip there for you or encouragement anyway, if, if you're struggling with what to put out, which I know a lot of you are because I get that question a lot. Like, how do you think of what to podcast about or write about or blog about? Well, that's my number one tip for you. Start reading, schedule it into your day, schedule an hour a day into your, uh, just put it on your calendar for reading and just grab a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you enjoy and make a list of books that you want to read and sit down and start working your way through them and take notes. And I guarantee you, you will very quickly uh, have a massive list 
of topic ideas to write about, podcast about, etc. So, as I like to do, I like to read some of the reviews, and I like to give a shout out to those of you who are kind enough to leave me a review. And it means a lot to me. So we got a couple this week that I'm going to mention briefly before we jump into the conversation with Chris. I've had some international reviews lately, which is pretty awesome. Uh, this one is from Miss Cotter from Canada. I don't. I mean, that is international, but <laughs> it's not like really international. You know what I mean? Miss Cotter says. The podcast is refreshing and down-to-earth. Some real talk right here. I really appreciate Adam's insight and no-BS approach. Great inspiration and advice for someone just starting their own business or trying to get it off the ground. Well, thanks, Ms. Cotter, for that review. I appreciate it. Got one here from Vietnam, of all places. I didn't know that anyone in Vietnam listened to my show. Um, but this is, I'm not, I can't even pronounce the name. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm just going to destroy it if I try, but, uh, you're the only person in Vietnam, I think who listens. So, <laughs> uh, this person says, loves the series. Very great. Love this philosophy and his wisdom and a big fan of Seth Godin too. So I imagine a lot of you are here because of the Seth Godin interview and, uh, thank you for sticking around. I do appreciate that. Here's one from Marcin Henk, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that right, from Germany. And he writes, how to turbo accelerate your everything, (laughs) which I love that. I think that's a play on my distaste for all these bullshit marketing buzzwords. But Marcin says, really nice listening to Adam and guests shooting the shit about life and business alike. I recently quit my comfy corporate while living in foreign country, so it really feels good that I'm not the only gently mad person in this world. So many people trying to sell you all the step-by-step guides to happiness, but real life always is so much more fuzzy and blurred. It's refreshing that Adam doesn't try to paint some rosy picture while keeping things positive and productive. Greatest self-employment related podcast I've heard until now. Well, thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. That's what I aim for on this show. And that means a lot to me. Last one for today is from Ruben. Ruben uh, has his own podcast called How to Hold a Pencil. You should check it out. I'm going to be a guest on that show soon. Just saying. Maybe you want to check out that episode. (laughs) There are plenty of old episodes, though. That you should check out. He's a great podcaster himself. And he says, Adam Clark's The Gently Mad is a fantastic listen. Three times a week, not only do you get an interesting interview or thought, but you get to see inside someone else's real personal struggle. Listening to Adam dive deep into his personal story has helped me become a better podcaster, freelancer, and person. Adam, keep that chin up and working hard. Well, thanks, Ruben. I'm trying, man. I really am. It is a struggle. Life is a fucking struggle and you just got to keep doing the next thing that's what i'm doing right now that's all i know how to do i mean as i've said before i'm right where you guys are i'm just winking this thing i'm trying to make an income trying to support my family and i'm trying to do that in any way i can and hopefully i can do it doing something i enjoy like this podcast but it's a struggle a lot of the times this whole last week i've been in this funk just this funk feeling like you know the show sucks i suck everything i do sucks i'm a failure you know me 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 wine 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 and i know that's what it is and i just have to 
slap myself on the face and get up in the morning and do the next thing. Because uh, eventually you get out of that. And that's the only way to get out of that is just to keep doing the next thing. So I appreciate all of you who listen to the show so much. Uh, this has opened up a whole new avenue of windows or doors or whatever for me this year. I had a plan going into 2015 and that plan has completely changed now because of how many of you listen to the show. And I love getting the emails. Please keep sending them. Adam at avclark.com. As I mentioned at the beginning, this week's giveaway is Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. So if you want in on that, go to avclark.com slash free. And uh, it's basically one step. One thing you got to do, and then you'll be entered to win that book. I'll be announcing the winner on Monday. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. Uh, be sure and check back Friday. Friday's going to be a fun one. I'm going to talk about some of the podcasts that I listen to and some of the stuff that I find inspiring and helpful. I know a lot of you don't just listen to this show. You listen to a lot of other shows. And I thought it'd be really interesting to just talk about some of my favorites. And if you want to shoot me an email, adam at avclark.com with some of your favorites, uh, I'd love to maybe mention those or talk about those as well. So feel free to do that. All right? Okay. Well, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Chris Brogan. It was really interesting, and I think uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. So, here it is. Is it always going great for you? Is that no. uh, you're you're always positive? Kind of, you know we're going to dominate the day kind of guy or, or not? No. Like yesterday I had like a horrible day. I stayed in bed all day. I had like total depression. So I just laid there and tried to ride it out. So most days I'm awesome, but yesterday, yesterday sucked ass. So yeah. What, uh, what, um, what sucked ass about yesterday? Oh, nothing. I mean, that's the fun of clinical depression is it has nothing to do with the real world. It's usually just chemicals rushing Uh, through your body. Nice. you yeah, I, I have a I have a similar similar clinical issue, so I get it. But I didn't know if you meant the specific thing happened or not. But oh, uh, I would like to have magically acquired an extra twenty grand yesterday. That would have <laughs> really fixed it all. Because I, you know, they say money can't buy happiness. That's bullshit. So. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, it, it can definitely help. It can definitely buy temporary happiness. That's for sure. So damn straight. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. Um, the big headline right on your website is I equip owners. What exactly does that mean? Like, what do you do? So are we like interviewing at this point or are you just asking me ahead of the interview? <laughs> oh no, this is the show. Oh, you're, you're good. I just couldn't tell. We're in. That's my favorite. We're in man. I love it. This is the best show ever. <laughs> well, just, just uh, if I can quote you on that with a picture. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Much as you want. So you equip owners, but yeah. I, I assume that you mean, you know, you write books, you speak, you do all these different things. But I guess I'm saying in exactly what ways do you equip owners? I do everything with regards to helping equip uh, owners with everything from their personal to their professional development. We do a whole lot of leadership uh, work and helping people understand what that means at the individual level, as well as a group contribution. So I do that by, we've created a whole bunch of uh, ownership principles that we think will help people 
work from insight into action, you know, because a lot of times you get these ideas thrown at you that just seem like a good idea, but they're also kind of lofty and weird. And so we thought that's not going to help anybody. So instead we built out a whole concept of here's how you could take an action that will help you build your business out. And here's this, you know, framework that'll help you keep track of it all and all that. So we actually have, for instance, our flagship course series is called The Owner's Life. And that takes you through everything from setting up a base camp, uh, you know, meaning that area that you feel most safe where you can do your practice and your preparation into uh, the backpack, which is uh, once you've decided to become a bit of an individual contributor of some kind, either mm-hmm. at, at your own desk or somewhere else. Uh, into the idea of the map, which is uh, you now have a better view of the whole kingdom. And what, what do you do with that now that you're, you're really taking a longer, stronger look at your ownership and leadership? Is that course for, you know, CEOs of large corporations or is it for people like me who are entrepreneurs, as I like to say, you know, I work for myself and I don't have employees and I, you know, but I'm still trying to build a business that makes me happy, you know? Both. The answer is both. Uh, it would work in any uh, with anybody who wants to really improve their uh, performance and, and kind of work on high performance living. The distance between this and where it wouldn't work is if you're just sitting there trying to warm a desk. So, you know, the kind of person who just wants to get by and get to 5 p.m. and go home and play PS4 probably <laughs> wouldn't get a whole lot out of this. But the kind of people that are looking for continuous improvement and performance enhancements and, and really working on improving all the aspects of themselves and their business, that's who's going to get something out of it. So I've had on all sides, I've had you know large organization people. I've had people who uh, are thinking about starting their own company. And it really flows between all those. So the experience that I've had with that is just great because y- on the one hand, it, it tells an executive at some big company, oh, that's interesting. I, I could operate this sort of the way a small business mindset is. Mm-hmm. And it also tells a small business person that they don't have to think so small. They could think a lot bigger if they'd like. Yeah, no, that's um, that's interesting. So it sounds like it's kind of, uh, it's not just focused on the business. It's very tied into business and life because those things are, of course, completely intertwined. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times people are, you know, under this weird pretense that they leave home at home when they head off to work. And we all know that's not true. I mean, we get in a brawl with the significant other, uh, the whole day is kind of wrecked in our head and we are not really going to produce. If we've got a lot of stress at at work, we're going to bring that home. So I just... I just disagree with the concept that we should separate those. And it's it's interesting to me that we ever try to separate that. But, you know, even when I've been brought into really, really big companies, a lot of times it ends up feeling almost like a personal therapy session. So, oh, yeah. you know, to me, it's just not that different. Totally. I, I heard you say recently somewhere on a podcast or a blog or somewhere that uh, you felt like there were two types of people, as you saw, and there were people who are willing to fit into the systems that exist and people who have to make their own version of a system. And that just like hit home really hard with me because I identified so much with that. And um, I I just wanted to talk to you um, about that because I think the issue is I'm clear, I'm clearly one of those people who wants to make my own system, but you know, there's a reason that we want to fit into systems. We're trained from birth to fit into the, the systems of our world And when we want to do something different, we go and we get advice, we ask questions and we're told that's not going to work. That's not that's going to fail. If you want to succeed, if you want to make money, you got to do it this way. And that leaves 
you know, people like me feeling either discouraged and wanting to give up on the idea or or fearful. You know, it's afraid it, it's it's a fearful thing to kind of jump off the edge of that cliff without seeing the bottom. So I guess the question here is, um, what can you say to people like me? And I think a lot of this audience who feel like they don't fit into the system and they want to make their own system, but it's, it's scary. You know, it's scary to do because everyone's telling you that's not going to work and you're going to fail. Absolutely. So I think that first off, don't fear failure. I mean, we learn from failure. Everything that we do that's worth doing in life involves failure. I mean, we don't win all the time. And the more we lose, the more we learn how to do better. So first off, throw that out. The next thing is that with regards to systems, if you you really think about how, how business runs, I mean, sometimes the systems are there for a reason. So if you invest in a franchise, for instance, you buy a Subway, they want you to make the damn sandwiches the way they've taught you to make them. (laughs) Like they've gone through a lot of expense and work making that system uh, work rather well. Um, On the other side, there's a lot of systems that are there just because you had to have something. Um, And uh, those are the systems that we can most work with because – you know, ultimately the boss maybe just wants something done or the client just wants something done. And they're like, well, you've got to, you know, work through this system. Now, sometimes you can't really get around it. Sometimes you can figure out how to overlap. So the reason that I say to people that I'm the authority on helping you own the game you most want to win is because their, with air quotes in the air, their system is not the game you most want to win. You want to win your own game. Right. But what, what really, where we get clever with it is when we do a good interface in between the two, which is how does our system overlap to give them what they need and do it in the way that we want to do it. And I would say that that's kind of the, the thing we'd all really want most in life is understand them, understand us, and make sure that the best way of connecting to those two things uh, serves everyone as best as we can. Yeah. And you said something there that I thought was really interesting and I may be misquoting you, but uh, something along the lines of you want to help people uh, win at the game they most want to play. I found that a lot of people have a real struggle to find out what game they want to be playing. There's an ability to kind of kind of be successful in a lot of different ways. You know, it's easy to kind of land in anything and figure out how to make it work. And the difficult thing is often deciding you know, what do I pursue? What do I focus on? Where should I put my energy? Because I could do a dozen different things and probably succeed pretty well at them. Sure. So, I mean, one of the things that we do with the whole owner's life process is we're, we're trying really hard to help people align to a mission because the you know, you're right. You could just kind of pluck through life. And a lot of people do. A lot of people are just like, well, how do I make some money? And it gets pretty old pretty quick. And yeah, once you really have a sense of a strong mission, you know, and by mission, something that really drives you far beyond what your goals are and all that, but really deep into, you know, how you intend to serve the world around you, the, uh, the next, everything starts to get better. Once you understand who you serve, once you understand how you're serving them, and once you're understanding a little bit more of that, what then happens is you suddenly are in this position where you can uh, serve people, you know, you know what to say no to. So you get better mm-hmm. time, you know who to go after. So you stop trying to pursue everyone. And you really start to understand you know, what you should be training for and how you should be improving your capabilities and connections so that you can really deliver at that mission as best as you can. And so to me, that's the, that's the beauty of it all. Now, how do you find that? I mean, usually we have a bit of a sense of it inside us. I mean, we know where we feel like we most belong. And a lot of times that's, uh, you know, the first thing to think about is how do you, uh, how do you understand whether or not there's any business to be had there? Um, 
and in most cases there usually is, but sometimes, you know, I, I get to talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs who for some reason all want to serve bands. And I always say <laughs> that'd be great, except bands don't have any money. Right. Um, you know, and pizza delivery people have more money than bands. And so that's the, you know, there's kind of a three part question to whether or not you're going to be able to serve it is not counting say nonprofits, but the nonprofit thing is, can I raise money for this that somebody else would fund the mission? So that handles mm-hmm. the money question. The question is, you know, do I, you know, who do I really want to serve most in life? What do I know how to do for them that would be value added to them? And are they willing to pay for it? And once you have those three kind of lined up, you know, it works out really well. A lot of times if you talk to a web developer, they start talking about what code they know. But if yeah. they're talking to their client, you know, I don't care what code you know. You know, can you help me get more customers? Yes or oh, no? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's once you start understanding that your goal is to have sort of a mission of service, it, it gets a little bit bigger. I mean, nobody's real goal in life is to to make the best WordPress platform ever. Right. Their goal, their goal or mission might be to help. Um, I don't know, help small town businesses uh, have a stronger, more effective presence online. And that's a pretty decent mission to follow or, you know, equip small business owners in whatever way you can help them. And there, so that's kind of what you're looking for is you're looking for a way to parse a little bit bigger than, you know, what am I doing to make a, a dollar this, these days? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you believe that, you know, each individual person generally kind of has that that one, you know, passion, if you want to call it, or mission or whatever it is, that there's that singular thing down inside there somewhere and and you just have to find it? Or do you believe that actually, you know, some of us do have um, multiple things, you know, there's a lot of things that we're interested in and could pursue. And, you know, sometimes it's tough. We just kind of have to pick one and go, but there's not one singular mission. Or do you think it's there and we just haven't found it yet? I think it's more that there's, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at everything and people can decide how they want to spend their time. But usually um, the quote unquote, lots of things that we like and want to do is really different than here's the mission that we really intend to serve. Because, um, you know, someone will say, well, I'm pretty good at guitar and I like to draw and I want to write fiction and I'd like to play, you know, pick up football and, you know, and that those commas just keep coming. And that's great, except that that's not really none of that's mission. That's just like, how do you want to fill your day? Yeah. Um, what we try to work on with people is, you know, if you're kind of feeling a little insane and you're feeling like you're all over the place and you don't necessarily want to be, and you'd like to, you know, get better use of your time and all that. Yeah. We help you, you know, find a way to bucket that because usually there is some kind of core to it. I mean, it might yeah. be that you're an entertainer. It might be that you're, uh, you know, you, you've always been born to lead. You're just looking for the right opportunity to do it in a way that's useful. So, you know, I think there's always kind of the seeds of what you're really intended to do in there. It's just a matter of listening better to uh, what's around you. And it, so some people also point to that Simon Sinek book, Start With Why, and it's a good book. I always just think that that's not really my first thought. My first thought is always who. Like, who do I feel most comfortable and excited to work with? And yeah. then I work backwards from there. Yeah, that, I'm so glad you said that because that's that's often where I go as well is, you know, I'll have a great idea and I'll start thinking about it and then I'll end up somewhere where I think, wait a minute, do I really want to, do I really care about this group of people? You know, do I, is that really, do I really want to invest myself in this group of people? And if the answer is no to that, then um, building that business is probably not a good idea. Right. Well, and a lot of times we, we have sort of 
sometimes we get quote ideas for quote businesses and they're not, they're a website or they're, you know, a little project to eat up time. And to me, those also aren't business. And so I'm often just trying to help people sort of sort that stuff out. How would you define business then? Um, if it's not just a way, something that you do that makes money to you, what's the definition of a, of a business? Oh, no. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, making making money, but I would say that there's, you know, there's stuff that we do that's just randomly rambling around and then there's business with purpose. I guess I'd rather be, um, you know, businesses, there's revenue being derived and value being derived and exchanged on both sides of the equation for the project. So, for instance, yeah. um you know, if I'm selling you a hamburger, then you give me money, I give you a burger. That's both sides got some value. So then, you know, that what separates that from something like a nonprofit, for instance, is that a nonprofit takes other people's money and serves a group of people who wouldn't otherwise get that service. So sure. that's different than a business, even though you can apply business principles sometimes to nonprofits. I mean, mostly what I'm trying to do is to help people figure out kind of the, the madness going on inside themselves. Like, you know, we're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a lot of things in all directions. So uh, how do you figure out, you know, better de definition of success? How do you have better idea of what systems you need in place? How right. do you understand, you know, to be a lot more than just a cog in a machine? How do you figure out, um, you know, useful information versus just stuff being thrown at you. And yeah. that's, that's kind of what I'm poking through. Well, you sold me. That sounds pretty awesome, man. Before we wrap up here, I'd like to ask you just a couple questions that I kind of selfishly are for my own benefit. So uh, the first one is what's, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, really, it's just to be helpful. I mean, and that's the best piece of advice I give out. Uh, I, I think it would be that you know, everything to do with helpful usually is the best way to parse out whether or not you're doing what you should be doing. If you could start all over, do it all again, you're, I mean, do what you're going to do, but do it all again, would you do anything differently? Um, of course, but I would probably break it all in different ways and have to fix it again anyway. I mean, I guess the only other thing I would try is I would, I would really approach the idea of, uh, sticking to systems a lot sooner because mm -hmm. I think that I did what every um, willful entrepreneur does, which is wander all over the place and say, I don't need any plans. Oh man, I see myself so much in what you're saying. Um, what's the number one or at least a significant personal habit or practice that you have that you think has contributed to your success in being uh, an entrepreneur, a business owner, et cetera? I would say that uh, to adopt a no excuses lifestyle, so to never allow excuses to be the reason why you stop doing something or can't finish it or whatnot. So I would say that that's really uh, a basic thing to say, but it's also really core to everything that I've done. Well, a quick follow up to that is how do you know when something is an excuse and something is a valid reason to consider quitting? You know, I mean, there are some things you should quit, you know. Oh, quit all the time. I love quitting. I just think that there's a difference between quitting and giving up and giving up is different. Quitting is you've made a strategic or tactical reason why you're going to stop doing something. Quitting uh, is a lot different than surrendering before you've hit your goal. So I always say that no one ever gets 37 miles outside of Las Vegas and says close enough. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, if you could give a single piece of advice to someone who is just starting out, someone who's maybe struggling to take that next step, they're not fitting into the systems, they have ideas, they want to do things, but they just 
don't know how to get it rolling, you know, how to take that next step into figuring it all out, what would that be? I would say start with the goals. Start with, you know, what you really want to get done. Start with what you consider a measurement of success. So for instance, someone will say, well, I want to start a web business. Great. How much revenue do you want to make a month? How do you want, how much do you want to make to start? How much do you want to make by six months, et cetera? And then start figuring out what it's going to take you to get there. Uh, one quick ref- recommendation is read Grant Cardone's 10X rule, which talks about how to set goals goals that are 10 times bigger than your typical goal you'd set and Mm. uh, to apply 10 times more effort to attain them. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Chris, for coming on the show and uh, answering these questions. Uh, This has been very insightful. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. that's it that's the show thanks for listening nice little change of pace there from the typical bazillion hour episode (laughs) a little short and sweet today with chris brogan thanks chris for coming on the show thanks for sharing your wisdom Uh, i was inspired to look at some things a little differently hope you were too thanks for listening to the show As I said, uh, this week's giveaway is Stephen Pressfield's War of Art. So if you want to get in on that, win that book, head over to avclark.com slash free and get in on it. It's going to be a good one. Uh, You can follow along by following me at avclark on Twitter or Facebook, facebook.com slash tgmpodcast. I do tend to announce uh, things in those two places mostly. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the show and leave me a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it. And this is episode 23, so we've got already quite a back catalog after only one month. Go back and check those out. And yeah, that's it. That's all I've got for you this week. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Be sure and come back and check out Friday's episode talking about podcasts, my favorite podcasts anyway. And email me uh, the ones that you like. And maybe I'll talk about those as well. Adam at avclark.com. Until then, as always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Mm